0: you are listening to this is oklahoma hosted by mike hearn telling stories of oklahomans and those that
1: have made it their home
0: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of this is oklahoma mike hearn here your host back with another episode down in oklahoma city today at the treasury if you haven't checked it out you should it's an amazing spot and my guest today, previous guest and friend now, which is awesome, Uh, Shannon Rich is back on the podcast. Uh, We've co-hosted a podcast together. I've interviewed you as well, which I'll put all those links in the description down below. But today we're going to talk about another passion of yours, which I'm super excited about. And obviously you are super excited about it, otherwise you wouldn't have started it. Um, And I think it's very, you know, with with things that are moving in the world this time, I think it's gaining a lot of traction. And I think the timing's just, it's the right time, isn't it? Um, And I'm sure it's the right time in your life as well, too to dive into a passion like this but you still have a full-time job and and juggling those things isn't isn't hard, isn't easy sorry so thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, before we dive into your passion and, and what we're going to talk about, remind the listeners if they didn't listen to the one that we previously did last year um, a little bit about you who you are what you do and, and why you live in Oklahoma.
1: Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm thrilled that we've become friends through this whole process, too. So it has been a big plus. So I'm Shannon Rich, and I am the CEO of the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I'm a native, proud fifth-generation Oklahoman from Yukon, Oklahoma. Go, Miller, since I know you live there now. I'm a graduate of Oklahoma City University, and I think Oklahoma is an incredible state, and it's where I've chosen to make my home and build business and Mm -hmm. encourage my friends to be here.
0: I think other than... Myself, you have probably the best Instagram name in Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I think people can, people automatically assume we knew each other in the right. beginning because, yeah, because I am Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel like I identify quite a bit. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome. So, um, in, in previous podcasts, we did, I know you mentioned, um, you know, obviously from Yukon, grew up, um, single mom as well if I remember right.
1: My mom, yep, I was raised in a single house. Raised in
0: a single house and and just a lot of, you know, you've overcome so much as well and to get to be the CEO of the Hall of Fame, Especially, I mean, today, it it's probably would have been more common, but growing up, that probably never was normal, right? Being right. a female, which is sad to say is the reality of the world that we live living, but thankfully, it's moving in the right direction. Uh, and the new passion that you have and this, this business that you have is board, which is... Aimed at equality, right, and bringing that because I think when you look across the world, there's female leaders. I mean, we have a vice president, female vice president now. Excellent. Yeah. You know, uh, the Queen for mm-hmm. the UK. For the UK. <laughs> Although my nan would once say we do, we don't stand for God Save the Queen because we're Welsh, <laughs> which is a <laughs> phrase I will remember for the rest of my life. Uh, which was hilarious. That so she told my wife the first time that they met uh, at Christmas because the Queen comes on at, at Christmas Day to give an address, and and my nan said, "Yeah, we don't stand. We for don't stand queen. for that because we're Welsh," which I thought was. <laughs> (laughs) hilarious um but yeah that was my nan um so so where did this kind of like passion for leaderboards start and and you know this this is an idea that's i'm it's been growing for a long time this doesn't just come overnight and you're like you know what i'm gonna do this so
1: no it's been coming a long time and certainly you've mentioned my career i've worked in the hotel business and opened hotels you know, and and certainly in this region, but in Oklahoma City and Tulsa and Dallas. And you know, I've experienced some unique, there are some challenges that women face. Um, Mm -hmm. I've experienced a great deal of success, but I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that, you know, there were some things I knew that my counterparts were making more money Mm -hmm. or had opportunities that I weren't given irregardless of sales or performance, it it was the good old boys club. And the reason I started playing golf, I think I told you um, in our first podcast was at 35 years old, I was about to sign a deal with a company um, for a huge hotel contract. And he met me at the luncheon and said, I'm going to go ahead and go with Mm. someone else because we played golf the other day. And that was it. I was like, I got to buy some clubs. Sign me up. (laughs) I'm done with that. And then I wondered, why have I not been playing this sport the whole time? Um, But... You know, I, I think it's interesting. I never stood up for myself in those moments. I've, I just, I just worked harder mm-hmm. and that was, I was fortunate in that regard, but I think the great equalizer in all these things is children. And so I have an eight year old daughter and when she was yeah. five, she got a dental Barbie. So I'm neurotic, and I thought, how much is dental school going to cost? Because she loved this dental Barbie, <laughs> so that's where I went. I went online to find yeah. dental bar- to find how much dental school was going to cost. And the second article that popped up was that women dentists make half the amount of money chair- in chair time that men do. Yeah, I didn't understand that because it's regulated. Those fees, those costs are all you know, they're kind of regulated. But it's because women don't have the confidence to charge the same amount of money, and people don't have confidence in women. Mm. And so there's just some preconceived ideas about where they were. And then it just went into this rabbit hole of how much CPAs make, how much women attorneys make. And then the equity question comes into play, not just equality, but is there really opportunity for them once they get there? Yeah. And so it's something I've been, I spent the last year and a half researching it, spent a lot of money and time and energy on researching it and talking to people and. Um, trying to find out how we can make a difference. What can I do? And I think that I started realizing that I have a man <laughs> and wait a minute. And, and just the reality of, of, um, just going to be really honest. When I got divorced, I received a piece of paper from my ex-husband and this was a list of all the providers that we had, all of our service providers. And there was nothing negative mm. about any of those people, but it was a passive decision I made. It wasn't that I decided I'm going to go find these people. It was, this is who we use. And so I just went and signed up individually for those people. And so I started thinking, if I wanted to find a woman dentist, what do I do? And it became really laborious. I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how, because for instance, my husband has a, well, you know, has a name that could go for either male or female. It's Kelly. And yeah. so if you're looking for a dentist and you see Kelly Kerr, is that a guy or a girl? If there's not an image there. And it just became painful. And then you start asking friends and then you're like, well, do you really like it as well? I don't know if I'd recommend my dentist or it's hard. It just shouldn't be that hard. And right. then the same thing happened with my CPA. When I went to go sit down and show him this business plan and show him I was incorporating. And he said, I just want to be clear with you about something. There are four women in the C-suite in this office, and one of them's going to replace me or my partner whenever we retire. And so I didn't change my CPA yeah. because they had a plan they have a diversity plan in place. They clearly value women. And the same thing um, I would say to people is that's just, just be, don't be passive in the conversation. That's how you can make it. You don't have to run a company Mm -hmm. or be a hiring manager to make the difference or to create the conversation is, am I making a passive decision with my real estate agent, with my insurance agent, decisions that we all make regularly?
0: Yeah. That's, that must have been a big shock. That first, you know, fifty percent of dentists. I didn't know that, and I'm sure people listening don't know that either.
1: The, the numbers, and I, I'm gonna really not do that today because yeah. a lot of it's on our website. Right. But it's staggering, and mm. it's in every field. Even physicians, female physicians make thirty percent less than men today. To mm. twenty twenty well twenty twenty one. but yeah. 2020 numbers, how is that even possible? Because again, you in your mind, you're like, well, these fees are regulated, mm. or they're the the structure, the fee structure is already out there, but it's just, yeah. it's not. And I, I've got stories. I have a friend who's an emergency room. She was, they take turns in their practice about whenever women are on call, women were paid a thousand dollars less for the on-call and emergency room than the than the men. And they found out about it. Yeah, Like that's just, that's, that's this year this is happening. And so it's just, there's just some societal norms that have been going on for a long time. And I don't think, that um, I'd like to think that those are not all intentional. They're just, it's kind of that standard answer that we have. It's just how we've always done it. Right. And it's just not acceptable anymore. Right.
0: Like in a modern age now, it's not good mm-hmm. enough, is it? Yeah, no. Right.
1: No, one, one of my favorite people in the world was a great general manager I had early in my career. And he, I said, how come X person makes more than me? Mm-hmm. And his answer is straight face and as honest as he could tell me was that I had a husband that worked and he had a young family. And had zero to do with my performance and that I was always in my positions. I've been in revenue generation and it didn't, it didn't resonate. But again, I didn't fight for my, that conversation. I didn't pursue that because I was young in my career and that's just what I thought it was. Yeah. But I will tell you, consumers are becoming more savvy. And I had a meeting with my investment manager in December and said, of these companies that we're working with, how many of them align with these, my values now? And Mm -hmm. if they don't align with my values, If they don't have women, I mean, if this weren't an issue, think NASDAQ has said now, if you don't have one woman on your board, then we can't publicly trade your company. We're not going to put you on that publicly. And that's huge.
0: That is massive. And if there
1: weren't an issue, it wouldn't be being discussed. Right. So, you know, when I talk about this, I like to open up by saying, if I could increase your profits, if you're an organization by 18%, would that be meaningful to you? I mean, obviously the answer is right. yes, period. The companies that have diversity of gender throughout their organization, not just a lot of women. Women are 50% of the workforce, mm-hmm. but as you go up, there's a broken rung and Lean In talks about that. And there's a lot of organizations that, that kind of get into the research of that, but there's a disconnect that happens at the manager level and the director level and senior level. Mm-hmm. So most law firm, all law, out of all the law firm partners, only 24% are women. Yeah. Obviously, there's a disconnect. It doesn't mean that there's not qualified women attorneys. Right. They just haven't made the partner track.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, why do you think, because there's, there's obviously, obviously there's a disconnect, right? Like there's, and like you said, it. it's not good enough that it's because it was that way, it's always been that way, and it's not going to change. Well, modern age, we should do that. Is there a disconnect with like, women like just kinda seeing that in the numbers that seeing that and getting discouraged and just not thinking oh just I'm gonna go and have a family instead of pursuing something and I'll let my husband take care of it. Like is there that in the numbers as well? Like is there any data that says the woman gave up on her dreams basically because to start a family or whatever it is.
1: Well there's there's two things there that you're addressing. One is is having a family and two is our women willing to fight or they give up. And so in my case, for example, I didn't ask the question. I didn't yeah. pursue the conversation. Um, HR departments are very different now than they were back whenever um, I was kind of beginning my career. Yeah, but It could have been career it could have suicide. Been, it, it would have been career altering right? for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. say, I'd like to make more money or I'd like to make the same amount of money. Yeah. Cause I generate all the money in the hotel. I'd like to make the same money. That wouldn't have been a good dialogue yeah. at that time. Um, now the laws are a little different for that. It doesn't mean though that that conversation still can't be punitive. today, depending on where you are, but 67% of women would rather go to the dentist than talk about themselves in public. And I
0: so, hate the
1: dentist. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean who, man, no offense to dentists, but it's not our favorite visits, right? No. And so if that's the case, then it's also that it just goes back into societal constructs of we're not told, we're told to be quiet. Women are, it just goes, there's a whole gender discussion here that has yeah. to change. That is changing. Right. Um, we just want to be part of it. So there's that part of it to your point of, are they willing to speak up? Do they give up mm-hmm. or do they have children? So there is what we call at this point in time, you, you call it the, the, the children tax on your career. And that mm-hmm. is that women go have children. And even if they come back, they're seen as not having, um, you know, we see that in people that run for political office. They ask people all the time, but well, what are you going to do for yeah. women? And they ask them, what are you going to do with your family? Not one asks a male, you've got two babies at home. Should yeah. you be on the road? It never occurs to anybody. It's just right. even today, nobody says, is that a good thing for your family? Yeah. Because they know women are going to take care of it. And so um, it, Those are those things are shifting, Mm -hmm. but ultimately we kind of we kind of have to help. We think this is an opportunity to help that along.
0: Yeah. So so the whole so the leaderboard and its lead lead
1: her board lead her board. So like golf because I love golf, right? So that was the deal. Trying to find an organization's name that would identify to men and women. And so when you are wanting to see who's ahead, Mm -hmm. or you want to see who the best is, yeah. And what do you do? You look for the leaderboard, right? And so it's just lead yeah. her board
0: so you so people can go to that and they can get be a
1: part of it they can so it's is it a referral network then so that's a great that's a great question so here's here's what is happening with leaderboard we are going to connect um women in the community mm-hmm. um by elevating, engaging, and empowering them. And that is primarily through this preferred professional process. And so January 7th today through January 15th, we're calling on first nominations for five professions in five cities. And so they can go online and click on in Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Dallas, Austin, and Northwest Arkansas, and find that they wanna nominate somebody for the best family. Um, law attorney, they can nominate an OBGYN, they can nominate a financial planner, an insurance agent, and a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And the reason for those is, in this year and a half of research I've done, is what do women and men need the most of, or what what is it difficult to find whenever you're trying to find a woman? So I've got men in my professional network who've said, hey, I really would like to find a woman wealth manager, but I need them to have like a legal background. It's hard to find when you start drilling into specifics and I understand why the bar association can't say, here's our women, Latino attorneys. Like I I realize why they can't do that, but we are embracing that. And we want to say, if you want to find, if you want to, we want women to be on these boards. We want women to be seen in their community as professionals and rewarded for their success because most people, again, would rather go to the dentist than Mm -hmm. talk about themselves. This gives them an opportunity to do that. And so We're in the nomination phase in these five cities through the 15th, and then the 21st to the 28th, those professions, the top 20 in each one of those categories will be voted on. Mm -hmm. Just a plain vote, go online and vote. And then at the end of that voting period, the top five will be recognized on our site for a year. They'll be profiled through our social media. And again, our hope is to connect them through board service and to connect them and other through other professional opportunities in addition to each other. So gotcha. you've got this practice of these people that have similar missions Yeah, um, and it's synergy and trying to, again, make change, create the conversation in their, mm. in their professions. Yeah.
0: And then build that community too. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the. The goal I assume is to do this nationwide. Obviously Correct. smaller starting out, five right. cities, even five cities a lot, right? Starting out. But that's that's really cool. It's diverse and it's long, you know, it's it's I mean, Dallas is huge, Austin is Right. If you look at the news, Austin is growing every day now because of people moving out of California. Right. Which is funny. But that's really interesting. I'm sure the people and the stories that you'll hear from that and the women that you meet from this is, is encouraging as well.
1: Well, I think even just the research I've done to date, like if you're looking at somebody who's, for instance, we were talking about this before we started, like if you're 30 years old and you're at the beginning of your career, you know, you just want your um, co-workers and your your managers and your direct supervisors or even your vice presidents to know that you're engaging and you, you mm-hmm. want to have a professional career. This allows you to have that type of opportunity. Um, at least it gives you the same opportunity as somebody else because it's just a voting. It's not about pay to play. Everybody has the same opportunity. Yeah. Um, and then if you're and if you're a real estate agent and you're 65 years old and you, you still have the same opportunity, it's you still want to work. You still want to be engaged in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, that's another thing about women is we have children and then we have this phase where you're raising children and then you have this empty nest and then we have this whole second career, this whole second opportunity, where we're ready to get things going and um, it, some of the, our best work yeah. is done and, and you know Mo Anderson, Right. Yeah. I mean there's people, yeah. Boone Pickens made money three different times in his life and, and didn't really said in his 60s and 70s were some of his best work so mm-hmm. I think that's the idea here is just to keep people women who are Top, keep them in top of mind that want to be top of mind in their professions. Yeah.
0: I think, I mean, me coming from a real estate background, I would assume that real estate is probably the easiest one to find females in, but yeah, that's just from my perspective. Yeah,
1: I think that'd be interesting. I don't know how those numbers get shared or if yeah. they get shared, but I the numbers I work with are just national. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've had some regional numbers and it's it's definitely just for the cost of living assessment. You can kind of find some sure. of those things for careers, but as far as what the overall um then their national mm-hmm. affiliation. That's kind of where all of our numbers come from. Yeah. And it's there's just hasn't been a field yet that I have found where women are equitable. And that's really I'm not asking for more. Right. Just is there one that's close though? Um you know they're really I twenty percent is kind of the number. That's just kind of where okay. it, that's kind of where it is. And I would say that's um in technology. Okay. Um, the problem is it's also the technology p- is at twenty percent, but they're at on the other end of where there's only 20% in the field. Like, it's gotcha. it's such a male-dominated industry.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. And the worst one that you've seen is, the worst difference is, was the dentist one, or was there one worse than um, that?
1: I think it's the worst. I mean, insurance is is 46%, so yeah, it's pretty close. close. Um, yeah, close. I mean, I think, on, and again, it, it declines if you're a woman of color. It's just embarrassing. And again, mm-hmm. the, the thing I don't understand about it, the thing that made me want to start this organization is, It's not like the cure for cancer, like we know the answer for this, Mm -hmm. right? The answer is that we pay women the same and that we make sure that we are interviewing women whenever we have an opening. Like that's not asking for women that are not qualified to be put in positions or not. I mean, this isn't a token issue or this isn't even just putting numbers in. Right, It's
0: just an affair opportunity.
1: It's just creating the equity for people to be in the same places. And it, it just this is one way as a consumer that mm-hmm. you don't have to own anything to make a difference. And so I love my OBGYN. I think I have a great insurance agent and so on and so forth. And so it's like, I'm going to nominate yeah. them and then I'm going to make sure I vote for them and make sure, and hopefully they'll tell their clients and it'll be a chance for them to grow their business, grow their awareness. And then if somebody, another one of my friends calls me and says, I'm looking for a woman who maybe has a medical background to serve on this board. Cause we're going to mm-hmm. open a rural hospital, you know, lending company, then yeah. I want to make sure that the it's like this. Here's five women who are professionals mm-hmm. and not only are they professionals, the community that they're in has voted for them. It's not just my word or your word. because right. Of course, I love my friends. I yeah. do business with. But this is the one that the community has said. These are five. And surely out of those five, mm-hmm. then there's a way for you to find somebody that you align with, that you connect with, right. et cetera, et cetera. So
0: yeah, it's super exciting. I'm sure you're like, it's getting to this moment now, like releasing it and, and rolling it out. It's like, finally it's here. And you know, it's it's never easy launching anything, but yeah. to launch this in, in this kind of day and age, and, and it's, I assume, welcomed with open arms at the moment, you know? Well,
1: so far. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, you know, the, the interesting part is when I've told a few of my men friends, it's like, well, that sounds like reverse discrimination. And <laughs> it's like, you know, my success doesn't mean you a failure. Right. So it doesn't mean that you can't, again, my husband's a male attorney. We, our family needs people to, to hire him. Like I want people to hire him. The issue is just, he's a perfect disabled because if you go to his specialty hmm. and look up attorneys, 40 white guys come up. And I'm not yeah. saying they're not great lawyers. Right. I'm just saying it's hard for me to believe that there there isn't anyone yeah. of color or there's not a woman that does that. It's just, the system just hasn't been built that way. Mm-hmm. And so you're right whenever you opened it and just said the time is now. I think people in the time that we're living in, I think companies are going to start, organizations are going to start requiring that women be mm-hmm. more visible. And so this is an opportunity to find qualified women. And for the women who are in this category that are being, you know, in, that, in the 20 original ballot, and then who gets in the top five, when customers are looking for you, 84% of people trust online reviews more than they trust their yeah. friends and family, which says a lot, doesn't it? It um, says a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really does.
1: But I mean, it's not even a number anymore. Everybody goes online. Nobody, yeah. where, where else would you go if you wanted to find, if you're new to town or you want mm-hmm. to find something, where else would you go to look for a new doctor or a real estate agent, right. et cetera? And so hopefully this just provides another resource For them to find a direct conduit at the time that they need it, I need Mm -hmm. a dentist, I need an insurance agent. Right now, this is where I'm going to go look. And this puts those people right at Mm -hmm. the top of of the line.
0: Yeah. I'm listening to you speak they reminded me of Kelly Masters mm-hmm. Uh and just, just kind of what she overcame becoming an NFL agent um, and breaking into a very very male dominated sport For as sure. an agent too Uh and I know she's doing great just opening a new office in Oklahoma City and right taking on people yeah, yeah. She's, she's doing awesome I remember her telling me stories of I think the first time that, that the and I'll link the podcast down below the first time she met with all the other agents like there was another one other woman in the room of 40 something agents and right. and she's like okay and and that motivated her right which is awesome but at the same you know there's, there should be that opportunity there and she worked to get that opportunity I'm sure when she did it back then there wasn't as equal opportunity now as there is now compared to what it was then right. um, but hopefully it seems to have changed and there's more females breaking into the NFL and stuff like that uh, and that's great to see women in sport. Um, I mean, we had a female kicker this year, right? I know. For a college, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, a college mm-hmm. team.
1: Yeah, she was soccer, which yeah. was smart, right? They needed her to play.
0: Right, she- which is like, you know, you see it and you're like, I think it's gone past the fact now that it's a gimmick, right? right. It's not that anymore. You no. know, it's not someone just trying to get a headline. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll throw her in. I know she's good enough, but we kind of want to put her in anyway because right. we'll make yes, the she points, yeah. Exactly. Like, no, there was a need for this. Right. And then, uh, was it San, San Antonio head coach, right, recently? So I think San Antonio's head coach was sent to the stands, or had couldn't make the game, or something. So his assistant, his female, was coached the game too. Right. Um, but there's, there's, well, this this well, the Marlins Coleman have now. the have
1: the first woman in baseball. Yeah, yeah.
0: right. This is common now. Like, there's no reason why this shouldn't be. An issue anymore.
1: Well, I think we've removed the idea that I'm not going to deny that there are maybe some physical things that certain men can sure. do better than women. I'm not going to get into that. I still think there are some women that maybe can go toe to toe depending on the circumstances. But I think intellectually, yeah. to say that there's any difference anymore, that the, um, I can't think of anything right now, but the woman who's going to be the first, you know, general manager of a baseball team, mm-hmm. she got there through hard work. She earned her spot. It, there's no question that her. Her gender has zero to do yeah. with her acumen.
0: If anything, she's worked harder to get there. The, right?
1: And that's the reality. It's, it was it Fred um, Astaire and Ginger Rogers. She whatever she he did, she did backwards and in heels. I mean, that's yeah. our reality. Is you know you just have to jump a lot of hurdles sometimes. Mm-hmm. But and I think that's been the equalizer for me. Is when I think about Mia, who by the way doesn't want to be a dentist, which is so funny <laughs> that that's how this all started. Because like it's you know when yeah. I think about her having to pay for her to go to college. To go to dental school, it's gonna cost her I me mean, this the same or cost the same amount of money for her to go as it mm-hmm. does for a male. Yeah. So the opportunity should be there. Or there should be a discount for education. I'm just saying that. I'm right. putting that out there too. I, if it's <laughs> going to be less opportunity, we're going to only pay women right. seventy cents, eighty cents on the dollar. Then they should only have to pay for that amount. Yeah. That would be great. I deserve a refund, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah. but regardless of that, I, I you know I just think that's what you want. Is you want to know that you know we we're talking about your wife and her career. Mm-hmm. You want to know that what she wants to do, yeah. that she's respected and valued for her contributions, not any more and not any less. Mm-hmm. That. That, that opportunity is there for her to succeed, and I think that we've aligned ourselves with the YWCA and we've aligned ourselves with Dress for Success because we also think it's important to mentor women who are struggling. And I, mm-hmm. we, you know, there's a lot of us that have have overcome a lot. And I, um, you know, I grew up in a home with domestic violence and the YWCA has been a very important part of, of my life and, mm-hmm. and, and I believe in their mission. And I think helping women whenever they need it is important. And I think Dress for Success is mentoring women who are ready to make a change and want to get back in the professional world. Yeah. And those organizations are are special and are doing incredible work. And so that's also part of what we hope these women will help us do is foster our mission into how we help those two organizations as well.
0: Yeah. To, to the point, you know, Mia now looks at you and has always looked at you as a role model, right? And other kids, two other mums do the same thing, and other kids do it to aunts, grands, whatever it is. Like, there's a female role model, hopefully in the house or within, within reach of that child. Right. You know, that... That motivates
1: you as well, right? To stop it. It scares this. you. Yeah. You don't realize you're being a role model until you, you know, like she says something that you're like, I think I was telling <laughs> you, she's like, are we all going to pull our phones out? And you're like, okay, since they take the accountability part there yeah. But yeah, I think whenever she repeats the things you say mm-hmm. or the fact that she knows that, um. We work hard and uh, you know, her dad does the dishes too and her yeah. dad vacuums and, you know, does laundry and all the things that I didn't grow up seeing. Mm. I didn't grow up seeing women doing that until my mom became a single mom. Then it was like we just gotta, you know, do it ourselves. Yeah. But it's it's important for them to see that in every aspect. And so yeah, she sees um that I have a full time job and that I love what I do mm. and that this is really important to me so it's taken a little bit some of my time you know on the weekends and I work with another great group of people who are making that happen so
0: yeah it would be it's interesting to to, and you know how you grew up compared to how she's growing up Mm -hmm. and the opportunity now that she has and how far the world has come on uh, you know and one day when she has kids and the next generation comes along how different that is and hopefully you know whenever it is, it'll happen, that it, the, it's 50-50, right? right. Like, it's, it's as it is. Like, it's everyone's equal opportunity, regardless of who you are, what you do, what you look like. You know, she's going to grow up in a world that if she wants to get a job and, and has dreams to aspire to get a job, then, then you know, her gender's not going to stop her. Exactly. Which is...
1: That's the dream, is that all voices are valued, that mm-hmm. everybody... Has an opportunity to contribute, and everybody has something to contribute. And yeah. we're we're being narrow-minded if we think they don't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's, and I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this that, with instinct, are like, "Oh, females should be in the kitchen," right? Like that's mm-hmm. someone, 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 someone's going to say that because their dad has said it or their granddad right. said it. Like because you know, you just hear that, right? Um, but when you look at it and you you, know, you look into the numbers and you look across the world and and see, you know females in in many leadership positions you met, you mentioned Mo Anderson like mm-hmm. I mean we could sit and talk for about, about Mo for hours and I mean just go read her book and see what she's right. overcome and, and the stuff that she's done uh, but there should be more Mo Andersons in the world right uh, no well, the company's better isn't... for it,
1: right? Oh, percent So, I mean, that's the deal is, even if you don't agree with the whole women thing, like if that uh-huh. if that turns you off because you think I should be making you a sandwich, yeah. that's fine. If your company, if I could tell you that you're going to make 18% more, yeah. would that be meaningful to you? If I could tell you that you could decrease your turnover by 34%, uh-huh. would that be meaningful to you? Because workforce workplaces that have more gender diversity yeah. at every level- have 34% less turnover, which means less. It that saves you money, it saves you time, it means your employees feel valued and they're contributing at a higher right. level. I mean, those are just basics. I don't care if you think women, yeah. I, at some point you have to, the, the numbers, numbers are the numbers, lie, right? They, the yeah. numbers are the numbers. Women yeah. make better investors. I mean, we can go through all that. And it, this isn't a man versus woman thing. Again, mm-hmm. my success doesn't mean your failure. It just, all we're trying to do is connect women in, the, in their communities yeah. with opportunities, raise their visibility Provide resources to the community um, and, and empower them to pursue their professional, mm-hmm. you know, dreams.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I know, um, you know, it, it's great knowing you and knowing that the passion that you have for this and seeing it from ground up. And I know we've been talking about it, especially the social media side mm-hmm. of things and how much time that takes and everything right. else. And it's it's really exciting to see. And it, it's now launched a um So where can people go to get involved? Where can they follow? And then
1: that's great thank you um they can go to theleaderboard.com is the website they can follow us on instagram and facebook and linkedin Mm. um at leaderboard and it's l-e-a-d-h-e-r-b-o-a-r-d
0: awesome for everyone listening i'll post that links down below and yeah thank you for coming on the podcast thank you for doing this um i mean if you change one life it's worth it right absolutely so for everyone listening thanks so much and we'll catch you next episode cheers